temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50, Cottrell! From nowhere! Cottrell from 45, directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky test. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Back on the winners list and how good was that last night? Brilliant, brilliant. Been out of the blue to play Four as quarters. well as we did. Well, three and a half I guess, but we were fabulous. We were fabulous. We were, we were, oh, they, were they were terrific. It's very hard to fault them. It is and I'm going to, there's only one place where we can open this show. And there's probably a million places, but there's only one place where I'm going to choose to open the show, I should say. And that's with our man, Josh Honey, now. <laughs> I see, that's not where I thought you were going. Well, you know what? I don't care about anything else. I've been waiting patiently. Last year, I was waiting patiently. Well, we're still yet to see him live in the stands. I know. I know. At AFL level, we've seen him in the twos, but boy, oh boy, we waited, we waited, and finally we got a glimpse of him last night, and he was absolutely fantastic, Bolt. Two goals, four goal assists to go along with his long list of stats. Quick thoughts on him to open the show. I just thought he provided a lot of energy, a lot of spark, a lot of creativity. He was good. He did exactly what he needed to do, and he kicked two goals himself. So, you know, to have six clear, you know, links into goals... He's massive for him, and yeah, he'll keep his spot. That was basically his debut. Basically. I mean, you well, can't count yeah. the game when he was sub. No, and then the game in Perth the last year. The game in Perth last, last year was that, was... that was his actual debut, but, you know, I feel like this was, you know, he's now 19. He was 18 years old when he came up against Frio. Very raw. He still looks raw, but boy, oh boy, he looked good last night. We're going to quickly run through his stats. He had 13 touches kicked the two goals, seven score involvements. Uh, he had the four goal assists. Uh, was it three, I think? Uh, two marks, two tackles, a couple of inside 50s. He was absolutely marvellous. And, uh, yeah, just the injection of energy, I think, that we needed. Yeah, and it's also just something different to go to as well. Yeah. Um, because we even saw when he took the contested mark in the last quarter, I think it was, to kick his second goal. You know, the fact that he couldn't, he can go tall and small. Yeah. Well, he's very, very versatile. I guess that's a, ma- a major positive with him. Uh, the other one I want to talk about, he was another in, was Lockie O'Brien. I think these are the two that were taking a lot of the headlines from last night. O'Brien, he played round one, hasn't got a crack since. It's been, you know... It's questioned by fans, I think, of the football club, why he hasn't played, especially when... We're not going to name names, but there's been certain players who have Cottrell played... Cottrell and Petrescu-Seden. <laughs> there's been a couple of guys who have been playing ahead of him who haven't done much for a long time now. In that same position. In that exact same position. 
People were saying, well, what does he have to do to get a game? It couldn't be worse. And well, he came in and not only was he not worse, but he was a lot better. He had 21 disposals, five marks, two tackles. He also went at 81% efficiency. So he was really good. And, you know, those four goal assists, those kicks inside 50 to H. one bullet kick. To H. Was it to Mackay? It was just yeah. unbelievable. But oh, And that's that was the difference between, let's say, him and Cottrell. There was just a bit of care with the footy. Oh, he's a good ball user. He, no, like, you know what? He owned his wing. He got involved. You know, he can hold his head really high. Does it save him? Time will tell. It'll be very interesting. Because at the end of the day, you know, he's played three games in, you know, the best yeah. part of two years, which, yeah. you know, is p- pretty bleak. It'll be, I mean, ve- it'll be very line ball. As in, it's, it's, it's hard as fans, I guess, you know, because he did play well on Friday yeah. night. He played but bloody good footy. He did. He did. But it's hard to, you know, You've almost got to, you know, show a bit of perspective on this. You know, we can't get, you know, no, it's, well, it's sucked one, it's, in by four It's one quarters. game. It's one game at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, we don't want to dictate our list off the back of four quarters. We don't, but I think this is, this was just sort of a little bit of a glimpse of what he's capable of. I think it showed us that he is capable of performing somewhat at the level. I mean, to go with those stats I mentioned before, he had six inside 50s. Uh, six score involvements as well on top of the four goal assists. I thought so, he was great. 24 pressure acts. He, was, he had a really good game last night, O'Brien. And it begs the question, was that his best game for the club that we've seen? He actually, well, if it wasn't that game, he actually played really well against St Kilda at the back end of 2019. Oh, at the MCG, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was really good in that game as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on the podium. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Sam Walsh because there's been questions, Bolt. Questions? Is he or is he not human? <laughs> and I don't know, mate. I don't think he is human. He's kicked three. He's kicked three from the middle. 26 touches, three marks, four tackles. Like, these numbers are just... They're jumping off the page. Six score involvement. I'm running... 32 pressure acts. Yeah, I'm, I'm running out of adjectives to use to describe this guy. He's... Well, that's, well he, he's, he's not human. He's not. He's as good as we... He's just a freak, as in... Humans make mistakes, mate. <laughs> they do. I know. He's and a, he doesn't. He's just phenomenal. He's... You've just got to sit back and laugh that he plays for Carlton. He's just incredible. He's he absolutely really is. fantastic. He's just unbelievable. I mean, he could get another three votes last night. For sure. Could seriously pledge a case for the Brownlow medal. He's going to be close. It's crazy. He's going to be steaming home. Now, he's just... he. I've never seen a bloke work so hard. He just uses... The, he did this kick bursting out of a stoppage on center wing. It was across the ground. I think he might have hit up Jack Martin. And it was just... It was very Judd-esque. Just the way he just burst through and kicked on the run, you know, 45 meters across the ground. It was very... I can't remember who it was to. I think it was Martin. But he, he's just amazing. He's just amazing. Now... We've been recording for about six minutes, and it's taken us a while, but we need to touch on Jack Silvani, because this guy... So I thought he was our best player on the night. Yeah, this guy's just... He's he's actually turning into something special um, in a role that, you know, is unprecedented for him. He's actually playing as an extra midfielder, you know? And what I noticed last night, I mean, the hitouts... St Kilda had 70 hitouts to our eleven. Okay, so we yep. we got absolutely slaughtered, but we had more clearances than them. So oh, it was one way traffic at one stage coming out of the middle. Uh, were you were you watching what was happening? So the St Kilda ruckman Pauline was tapping it out, as you like to call him, and Silvani t- 
tackle straight away. So he's eliminating the Ruckman out of the contest. Straight away tackle yeah. as soon as he gets his hands on the pill. You know, and, and that showed in the numbers. He had nine tackles last night. He was, you know what, in the second quarter when DeConning was, you know, umming and ahhing whether to come back on or not, and we threw Silvani in for the entire quarter. He had 10 possessions in that second quarter where the game was still up for grabs. You know, we were kind of teetering away at that three, four goal margin. Silvani was fabulous. He really was sensational. And he worked really hard all day against North Melbourne. Yep. Um, and, and look, with all due respect to Tom DeConning, Jack Silvani has a better ability to minimise hitouts to advantage than what DeConning yep. does. He really does. He also towered Grundy in that second half when he, we played Collingwood. Oh, and I tweeted it at half time. He's my favourite Carlton Ruckman. <laughs> yeah. But he is. He's just super, He's been superb. He was just monumental last night. He's a battler. He was just terrific. That he would really have to was. be a career high as 25 disposals. Probably. We can check on that, but he was just great. So nine tackles to go them, as we mentioned. Five marks. Uh, he kicked a nice goal, had the five score involvements. He also had six clearances, which I thought was huge. Three inside 50s. Um, just, you know, 23 That was a career act. high last night. Yeah. Disposals. It would have been career high for tackles as well, I'd imagine. Yep. So he's he's had, you know, his best game for the club almost. Career high for hitouts as well. <laughs> oh, how good was he? How good was he? Jack Silvani. He, 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 was, he really was sensational. You know, when the game was there up for grabs and when Carlton were at a bit of a crossroads, losing another key position player in DeConning, Silvani and, you know, Kennedy fought pretty hard as well, but Silvani really. Yeah. That was just like real leadership. It was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he's, you know... He's just stepped up to the plate when we've really needed him. Like, this last month, we've struggled in the ruck department. DeConning's played, but, you know, he's struggled a little bit. Silvani's provided another option, and he's just, you know, he's been spectacular. And, I mean, it begs a question. Next week, you know, if DeConning can't play, because you'd imagine he can't, he was subbed off. That's usually the rule. Yep. Um, Murkov's out for the year. Pitonet's basically out for the year. Casbolt, you know... Uh I think Casbolt probably will come in. I if think he's it'll fit. be. I think it'll be McGovern. You reckon? Yeah, I think it'll be McGovern. He's playing half in the ruck today. Yeah, I think it'll be McGovern Silvani rucking next week. That's <laughs> crazy. Don't As mind in, it. like, I would. I, I'd. I'd rather McGovern doing it than Casbolt. Absolutely, but I'd also have no issue with Silvani just doing it all day. No, but he probably does need a chop out. No, he does. But then again, we have got the Gold Coast next week who don't have you know a ruckman either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cripper, 26 and a goal, six tackles, five clearances, a couple of marks, a couple of score, or seven score involvements. How good is he? Do you reckon Lee Matthews listens to any podcasts? I'd love to send him this one. Well, I'm trying to find the quote as we speak now, but Lee Matthews referred to Patrick Cripps during the week as a journeyman. A journeyman. Now, the man who won Lee Matthews' award. Yes. He won his own award, but he's a journeyman. Lee, that is one of the most disrespectful things you could ever say about Patrick Cripps. You can call him battered. You can call him a tad slow. I'll cop it. But a journeyman? Josh Walker is a journeyman. Not Patrick Cripps. Like, that is just... How senile is that? And you know what? He shoved it up Lee Matthews last night because he was outstanding. And he doesn't need these flashy games, Cripps. You know, he's 
deft handballs. His ability to extract the ball from clearances was he, he led superbly as well, Cripps, and he was good against North Melbourne. And you know what? He might be suffering from the fact that he set his own standard at such a high point, which he hasn't reached since 2019. But you know, he's had a fine season, and you know he was great again on Friday night. And you know, given you know he's been such a serviceable player. Um, hopefully he does get that one-year contract extension before he, become, <laughs> before he becomes a delisted free agent. Because that was the vibe I was getting from Lee Matthews' interview. Just a joke. Like, honestly, speaking about the Carlson captain, three-time best and fairest, as a journeyman. And a like, winner of his own MVP is, award. Is, is he joking? Like, I don't really get sucked into the media, but someone like Lee Matthews, who has a genuine presence in our game like, and in the media landscape... Mm. Like... You know, two-time All-Australian, it just really hit a nerve. And Cripps was just marvellous. He really was great last night, Cripps. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, speaking of these midfielders, Matt Kennedy, uh, he spent some time on the bench in the, fourth, in the fourth quarter. But, mate, he's absolutely resurrected his career. And I, I have him in our starting midfield round one next year. You know, he's every opportunity he's gotten in the second half of this season, he's taken with both hands, and he was absolutely fantastic once again last night. Kennedy was great, and you know what? I think, and we'll speak about Dow as well, because I actually thought it was Dow's best four-quarter performance last night. You know, previous weeks he's been excellent in the first quarter and then drops away, but he was great last night, Dow. We'll get it. We'll get to him. But, you know, with Dow and Kennedy at the moment, you got to start, you know, the concern for Will Setterfield right now going forward was the forgotten man it's alarming he's the forgotten man he's been completely left behind um and even you know as handy as as handy as Setterfield was last year his best last year hasn't eclipsed the best of you know these guys this year yeah so uh, he's in a world of trouble you know and Kennedy you know Kennedy played had to play a role for us last week out of need and necessity went back into the midfield on Friday night and he like Kennedy was great again he just gets. He just goes about his business. So Matt Kennedy, he's a ball winner. He's he's an accumulator, but he's also got an amazing overhead mark, an underrated overhead mark, I'd say, and he kicks goals. So he's a goal kicking midfielder with a great overhead mark. I mean, he's he's got the attributes to be something really good, and you know we forgot about we forgot about him for a little while because you know he's he was struggling. He was struggling, and you know his papers were stamped. To be honest, they were they were stamped. Now you look at him and you go, well, he's only twenty four years old, and he's starting to hit his straps. You know, he's put in you know a month and a half of really good oh, football this now. Is Matthew Watson esque. He saved his career at the death. <laughs> no, nah, but this is no, nah, this is no. Nah, he, he, you know, all credit to him because he was gone. He was delisted last year. He's on our rookie list. Yeah, and so he he can technically stay on our rookie list according to the rules, but. Well, you get the sense if that's what's going to be offered to him, he'll look elsewhere and get a two-year contract. Well, well that's the thing. I, I think Carlton need to now go, well, we almost need to keep him, you know? They could find themselves in a really tricky position, Carlton, with this. Because mm. I doubt Carlton are going to want to give him a two-year contract just based on the whole notion of, you know, it's nine games, you know, mm. have you earned it? But he'll be, in his management, will be telling him almost any club right now would give you the extra year's security just to, you know, give you the chance to... No, it will... Well, in that case, we need to keep him. Give him two years if that's what it takes. You know, and it's crazy we're saying that, but that's that's the fact of the matter right now is he's playing such good football that 
you know. But he's also, I feel, the type of player who might need the insecurity to play better. For sure. Like, you know, maybe it's better to put him on his feet. The club might tell him that, you know. Put, you know, we'll give you one more year. If you can capitalise, we'll give you three. And you'd like to think he could almost, you know, agree with that given, you know, Carlton will show him a vision of what they want to look like next year. And given that he's finished the year in the team, that he'll most likely be a part of that. Yep, absolutely. Well, as I said, he's clearly in our starting 22 round one next year. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Um, Let's go straight to the D word, Bolt. And I'm going to hand this straight over to you. <laughs> I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life here. You, you know, will. But but you know what? It's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> no, it is. I've been held accountable. I have been. Um, yeah, I, it, was, it was his best performance of his career last night, I thought. It was, the, it was his most well-rounded game because he didn't stop at quarter time like he has been. Um, he was great. And uh, we've spoken about his evasiveness out of packs. He's just... I think he's figured it out what he needs to do to be a really good contributor. Um, he yeah. was great. It was definitely his most impressive game last night. And you, you keep mentioning every week the fact that he just, you know, he's so evasive. He finds space. I think that was on display last night. There was one play in the middle of the ground. I think it was in the second half. And he just he just weaved through traffic, found a bit of space. The handball wasn't amazing, but it's just... You know, it's the creativity that he brings that I don't think many other players in our team bring. That that type, that specific type of creativity, the way he's very unpredictable on his feet. You know, when he's got the ball, the opposition don't tackle him very quickly. You know, he may run into a tackle, but he, he bursts out of packages. Um, yeah. He was good. He's packages, stoppages, I should have said. Yeah. Packs. <laughs> no, he was very good. Paddy Dow, and we love to see it, especially on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bolt, now, what happened last night? I mean, you mentioned that St Kilda had activated their sub early I in did. the game. I did. They St Kilda did activate their sub at quarter time. They sub Max King off. <laughs> um, or Jacob Wiedering subbed himself back into the game. Because you know what? And that's why Jacob Wiedering is a generational fullback. And that's why he will be a future captain of our club. And that's why he will be the Australian fullback this year. Because he was down and out, three goals in the first 15 minutes on, you know, the informed centre-half forward. And bang, response. He took the next three intercept marks of the game. Thereafter, King kicked his third. And he controlled the game. He owned the game. Albeit King didn't have the same delivery he did early, Weedering just responded. And that's what good fullbacks do. Because... Especially given Weedering was hammered last week, you thought, oh boy, he might be in a bit of a rut here. But that's exactly how you do it. And I and I know Carlton put Jones and King for a little bit just to kind of let Weedering get himself back into the game. But Weedering was awesome. As in, just the response was, like, how good's that? Yeah. You know, because Jacob Weedering 2018 would not have been able to do that. No, nah, no. Nah. And there's not many defenders that would be able to do that. Have seven kicked on you last week and have three kicked on you in the first 15 minutes... And then, you know, almost become a really calming influence for your team in a big win. Yeah. Now, I just want to touch on him for a second in terms of his stats because I, I looked at him last night and he very rarely, if ever, makes a mistake with the ball in hand. So he went at 90% last night and had 21. Yep. And you look at his season as a whole, all right? He's averaging 17 disposals at 80% efficiency as a fullback. And that's not even his best, you know, those aren't his best attributes. It's just, it's just absolutely, it's, it's honestly just crazy. It's crazy how good he is. You know, you look at his stats, um, 
in the competition. He's in the elite category for disposals. He's in the elite category for efficiency. He's in the elite category for rebound 50s. Um, hey, he's superb. He really is superb. You know, he's in he's in the elite category for all, you know, for spoils, for one-on-one contests, for marks, for meters gain, for 1%. You know, the, this is... You know, this is not just, you know, above average, this is elite. And then basically everything else is above average. Um, he's just an absolute... He's a star. He's a jet. He's, he's incredible. Um, moving on. So, so I thought you were going to start the show off with Charlie Kerno. Well, we're going to save him. Okay. Because that's we're where gonna... I thought you were going early rather than Honey. Yeah, well, there's so much to... Do. We haven't even touched on H. H. Let's move on to H. So we're analysing the players, Blue Baggers. We're going through the list. We're going to get onto your Twitter questions shortly and we'll chuck in some thumbs up and some thumbs down. So H. So on my couch last night, I shouted, "It's last." and last night was well and truly Harry's coronation. Last night was Coleman night. So I, I was getting a little toey because I didn't think he was going to play this week. Mm. But Harry... Anything Max can do, Harry can do better. Harry kicked five, missed two sodas, should have been seven, should have had another front on contact, should have been eight for H. Yeah. Should have been eight. He's on up to 57 for the year. He's doubled his career's goals tally in this year alone. He is phenomenal. He really is phenomenal. He, is. he just, phenomenal. every time, if, if you give... If you give the ball out in space and Harry's coming at the footy, it's impossible to defend, firstly. Mm. And, you know, we speak about Wiedering being a generational fullback, or this is your generational centre-half forward. So, he currently sits at 11 ahead in the Coleman. No, he's got it. And the Adelaide game's on at the moment, and Tex... Has won. Has won. Or home and hose. There's your Coleman. Very exciting. I hope you haven't gone too early on oh, this. There's only three games to go. See, what if Tex kicks like eight? No. We've got Gold Coast next week. Okay. <laughs> There's been one game this year he hasn't kicked a goal. It was the game he got knocked out early. Against he, West Coast. He also didn't kick one against Port, I don't think. He kicked one. Kick one? Late. Okay, well, we've got Port still. Yep. We've got the Giants still. So that's going to be two hard games for him to kick goals. So let's just let's just tame it for a minute. King Harry, I don't want really. He really is brilliant, though. I don't want to ruin the good things we've got going here. <laughs> I don't want to jinx him. Basically, he was great. He was fantastic last night. He's H. been great all year. Now, let's keep moving on. Charlie, don't worry, Blue Baggers. We're getting to Charlie, but he'll be last. Got to save the best stories till last. Now, I I, I really would like to talk about Zach Fisher. Okay, this is an interesting one. So, we were very hot on him last week. Yeah. And I'm not going to shirk away from the fact I think he's had a very disappointing 24, 30 months at the club. Yeah. Um, I, I get the sense was that I actually thought Zach Fisher was good on Friday night. I thought his second and fourth quarters were good. When he was up around the middle, he was much better. Yeah. But I still think... And he was good. So, it was definitely a pass mark for he's him. He's better in the middle. He is. It's, it's as simple but, as that. But it's a bit... I think we're also narrow-minded that 15 players can't play on the ball every week. No, well, no that, you're you know, right. Because he has proven himself over the last bit of time, you know, when he's not in the middle, to be a bit useless. Yeah. And I, I still think Zach Fisher does... He's he, he's always seems busy doing nothing, if that makes sense, around the footy, um, which sometimes is good energy. 
but sometimes it's really just, you know, actually get involved. But he was good on Friday night around the footy. He was really important at stoppages. He was nimble on his feet, so it was definitely a good response for him. Yeah, no, I was I was a big fan of his game. He had the 18 disposals, five tackles as well, which was good to see because it's always good to uh, add the defensive side to your game. He had three clearances and uh, five inside 50s, three rebound 50s but as well. But this is what we need. You know, and we well, he's co- covered the ground last night, and 26 it- pressure acts. And we call it as it is, because you know what? His game against North Melbourne was pathetic. It really was. And, you know, we'll call it as it is. And, you know, he responded really well, and that's what he needed to do. So, just looking at the team stats from last night, the tackles bolt. We had 79 tackles. That would have to be a season high for us. Yeah, well, I think we our, our pressure, you know, in the first... I think we had 54 at half time, which is just a massive mm. number. We were ferocious around the ball. But this is what annoys me, because, like, we could have been doing this all year in terms yeah. of those numbers. I'm not saying we could have performed as well we did as we did, but the tackles, I mean, you know, you beg the question, well, why don't we tackle like that every week? You I know? know. I know. Like, that needs to come next week. That tackling, that ferociousness, as you mentioned, that needs to come next week. Now, Tom Williamson-Bolt... I honestly thought that was his best performance of the year last night. He's also copped a bit of heat from us because he was one of our most improved players last year. You know, we had real bullish beliefs about his future and he struggled this year. But last night he came out, he took Dan Butler to the cleaners and he kicked two goals for himself. So he's, you know, he's had a marvellous night, I thought. And you know what? Like it wasn't, it wasn't his best game for the club. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, an in- it wasn't, you know, that performance that's going to break him out onto the scene. But, you know, two goals from the halfback, thirteen touches at eighty-five percent. Um, you know, his numbers, six tackles. You know, I thought he was, I thought he was very good. I thought, oh, as in the two goals are massive for a halfback flanker. So massive. Um, I still think he was. I still think he fumbled around the ball a lot. So he, he's just not clean. He. But you know what? There's some players like that. He's chaos, mate. He's absolute chaos. Yeah, but we, we spoke about this a lot last year. That it's just not nice. I don't know. He's just. He does make a lot of errors. But you know, two goals are massive. And yeah, he'll be in the team next week as well. Uh, now, we've touched on most. Those that we haven't touched on, we'll probably touch on before the show ends but Charlie yes now so it was a long awaited return mate it was it was one of those where you just couldn't give a shit how they go just make well, sure they get through the game I and think all Carlson I think all Carlson supporters with a reasonable mindset knew he wasn't going to get involved a hell of a lot no um and he didn't but he got through the game, kicked a booming goal, 60 metre bomb off one step. Mate, Wiedering sprinting from the full back to, no, give him, good. to get around him. That it was, was good. Just he got through the game. See. You know what? And he played, I think, 80% game time or something. So he actually got minutes under his belt. Yeah. So it was a very good result. No, it was it was awesome to see Charlie back out Is there. It, and, and I've spoken about this all year. How important, how much different does the picture look for him? He's going to hit next year with four games under his belt. Yeah. It's just playing makes such a world of difference for the whole mindset and the picture surrounding him going into next year. Like the monkey's yeah. off the back now. Absolutely. He can now have a free run of it for the next three weeks. Yep. No, I couldn't agree more, mate. Um, Mark Murphy came on, didn't have a massive impact, but kicked a nice goal to end the game. And Yeah, that was nice. 
He'll hit the 300 yeah. if his body allows him to. He'll be submarined to yeah. 300. <laughs> and you know what? Who cares at I'm this very, point? I'm stoked about it, to be you honest. Know, in my opinion, I don't care how he gets there as long as he gets there. He'll get there. And for those who didn't listen to the coverage last night, Brian Taylor would have said it about 86 times, but no one has ever played 288 or 299 games, finished yeah. their career on yes, that number. Yes. So just let's make sure he's not the first. No, he'll be right. Um, Bolt, Twitter questions. Well, actually, let's go through the thumbs up and thumbs down. I mean, we've touched on a lot so far, but I'm going to put you on the spot here because we didn't prepare for this. I didn't tell you we were going to do this, but we're going to put you on the spot and uh, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down from last night. So something that we haven't touched on yet. Something that we haven't touched on I'll give you a bit of a thumbs down then. Okay. No, that's fine. I, I think this guy's form has been very questionable over the last month, and it's Newman. It's a, yeah, it's, it's an Newman. interesting one. I think Newman's been a bit dodgy, just not terrible, but just a bit shaky, just a bit dodgy. He's starting to leak a little, make a few errors. I, I just think Newman's lost a bit of you know security in the back pocket. He's just not very. Well, it's funny. I was about I was about to say he's just not very clean with the ball, but he's gone at 90% last but night. But that's because he kicks the ball long a lot. So when you kick the ball over a certain amount, it's classified as an effective kick. Okay. But still, Newman, I, I just, I don't know. I just think Newman's, you know, maybe that inch of pace. I'm not sure what it is, but it's just his last few weeks haven't been great. Well, I feel like his best football for us was always played further up the ground. It probably was. And we, well, we've spoken about it at length. We don't have a, you know, shut down back pocket still in the team. Yeah. Um, I'll give uh, I'll give us... Uh, where, where are we going to go with this one? You know, I'll, I'll give us a little bit of a thumbs down as well. Just a little bit of a thumbs down. Um, one of my favorite players who we haven't touched on, and it's, I've made it quite well known, is... One of my favourites is Matt Owies. Yep. Um, he struggled to hit the scoreboard the last few weeks. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of it last night. Last night was probably his quietest game of the year, I For think. For sure. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to see him go back to the VFL. I don't, because I think that's a waste of time. He's played enough footy, VFL footy, and what the last three weeks this year are going to bring, you know, it's not going to do him anything to go back to the VFL. But I'd like to see him given a week off, just a week off, Rest the body. It looks like he needs a recharge. He's well, never he was meant to be managed against North Melbourne. Yeah, well, he's so the thing is with him. You know, he's he's played one game coming into this year, and it was against Sydney last year where he had three touches. You know, it was a one-off. He's come in this year, and he's played every game since. So, you know, the body may need a refresher. So, you know, give him the one week off, and bring him back for the last two. Allow him to finish the season really strongly. And come out next year. Because the worst thing I would want is for him to have another three weeks of what he's dished up in the last fortnight. Because he's yep. he's dropped off. But, uh, you know, I still or still another one that I see in our round one team next year. Yep. Um, let's give a... Let's give a... I'll give a thumbs up. I'll give a thumbs up. The following St Kilda players did not kick a goal. And... and these are their, you know, these are players who have kicked goals for them for a lot of the year. Um, Butler, Billings. Butler was terrible. He's been terrible all year. Butler, Billings, Kent, Steele, um, Crouch. 
But even someone... Like some, some of these are midfielders, but they've been midfielders who have kicked goals for them all year. But like, even, Steele kicks a goal every yeah, week. but even someone like Membry got a lot of junk time. Well, yeah, Membry kicked three, but they were rubbish. Like, they weren't at, you know, important moments of the game. Um, Marshall only kicked one. I mean, Higgins only kicked one. I, I just think we really, really were able to shut down their forwards. Well, we controlled possession for a lot of the games. We just didn't even give them a look in for a lot of and, and, and I honestly think a lot of their... A lot of their players who were getting the pill were their average ball users. So I think we shut... We actually were very clever. We shut down their good ball users and allowed their average ball users to get the ball. It's like Steele had 36, and Steele was prolific for them. Yeah. But outside of him, I think... Oh, it's a one-man band there at the moment. I think, you know, you look at Dunstan, he had 29. But, you know, he went at 60-odd percent efficiency. I don't think he was very effective. Uh, Crouch got the ball, but Crouch, you know, as well, 59% efficiency. Like, these guys were getting the ball, but they weren't getting the ball in dangerous positions. I think every time the ball was in a dangerous position for St. Kilda, whenever they would get the ball, it was always, you know, to one of their less experienced players, you know, like a Long isn't less experienced, it's just crap, but Ben Long or Connolly or, you know, no disrespect to these guys, but they're not, you know, your Jack Steeles and your Zach Jones and your Brad Crouches. I think we did really well to shut down their good players when it was in a dangerous well, position happened, for them. This is why guys like Billings and Hill really struggle at the moment because we allowed... You know, when Kirsten Kilda moved the ball so slowly last night, we just we shut down so many of those easy options down the line, and it just means those guys can't get into space and the ball's not rolling for them. We defended really, we we, we played really nicely. Yeah, yeah. Bolt, should we head over to the Twitter questions? We shall. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. There's a heap that have come through, so we will do our best to get through all of them. Let's have a look. All right. The first one to come through is from Kevin Kwong. And he says, O'Brien over Cottrell on the wing. Honey looks much more influential after a season in the VFL. Is it Nunes for Eddie next week? Does Jack stay as Ruck Rover permanently? Especially if De Koning doesn't get up. His mobility and ball skills was like having another midfielder in there. And I reckon Clarko replaces Lloyd. So I just want to say, let's, let's not talk about Clarkson in this episode. How come? Because I think it's, I think we've come out last night and the boys have clearly shown their intentions. They went out there on a day where everyone was saying, oh, Clarkson to Carlton, Clarkson to Carlton. And they went out there and they played fatigue. They did. They did. They absolutely went out there and they played for him. I thought the press conference last night, I understand a journalist, you know, they've got their job to do. I fully get that. You know, they are often instructed by their news outlet what to ask. And I'm not you know, not disrespecting any journos who asked the questions, but I thought it was an extremely disrespectful press conference. It was disgusting. You know, the first question that was asked was about Alistair Clarkson after we've just had a a nice win. You know, I just think if that's going to happen, it's not going to happen now. It won't happen for another three weeks at the minimum. So just let it simmer away in the background and let it develop. But I don't want to talk about it because our coach right now is David Teague. It is, and, he, and and we've won four of our last six. You know, I thought we were brilliant last night. It's not the time to talk about him leaving. Yeah, he's our coach for now. Um, but in terms of what Kevin said, I don't think Clarkson will replace Brad Lloyd as head of footy. Um, no. I don't think he'll be interested in that role. But 
going back to the question, O'Brien, Cottrell, well, I think just it's it's a matter of, you know, do you prioritize ball use or do you prioritize mongrel? And you know what I prioritize? But then again, you know, it's all you know, O'Brien's had games where he's barely touched the ball. Yeah. So and that's why O'Brien hasn't been playing. Um but yeah, O'Brien definitely looked like a better option last night. Um Honey, you know, Honey looked good. You know, we I'd like to see it again for the next for the last month of the year and get some genuine minutes under his belt. Um, I actually thought Nunes was Nunes made a horrible error off the halfback flank early, but I thought Nunes was fine. I've got you've got time for Nunes. Yeah, I know because he just does enough. Like I don't know. I think we all expect him to be like Hugh McCluggage on the wing, as in like we like you know we know that he's not a super. He's a he's a complete C grade average bang on par player. And he, like, he just does what he needs to do, Nunes. I think he sometimes gets a little bit of crap unfairly. Um, but I'd, look, if Betts is ready, I think Betts was more one to two weeks, though, so I'm not sure if Betts Well, he was in a in. moon boot. Yeah, so bit like it might be Betts for Owies, given Honey played well. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. And, and I then mean- I think Silvani will still be in the middle. Um, you know, I think we'll try and get McGovern or someone like that in if DeConning's out, but Silvani will definitely still be playing his little ruck cameo. It almost begs the question if if... Silvani's not going to play ruck. Does he still play in the midfield? You know, is he has he possibly now yeah. got a role there? He clearly has the tank for it. It's interesting. Um, Twenty five last night. It's our Sh- Sean Greig, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep going. Uh, there's a clear theme here, and it's all about Lockie O'Brien. Brett Cox. He says, "I'd honestly ridden off Lob. I just didn't think he had it. But that performance last night was awesome. Those inside fifties were." exactly what we needed and what Cottrell cannot do. Should O'Brien get another contract, I hope he gets to play the year out and stake his claim. And yeah, look, I completely agree in terms of the comparison of O'Brien and Cottrell. It's completely fair. And I think it's attributes we knew O'Brien had that Cottrell doesn't. And we yeah. saw them on show last night. It's so it's so hard to comment on this contract. It's going to be so line ball. Yeah. It's going to be so close. I don't know. I actually don't know right now. Tim W says, I'll admit I was not supportive of Charlie's selection based on lack of match practice. However, in his value, is his value more the ability to spread defenders away from Harry? Was it just St. Kilda being undermanned? Can we expect big hauls from H for the next three weeks? Just quickly, I think this is a good call because Charlie Charlie almost played as a decoy at mom- in moments. You know, he was miles away from Harry. They never led together. They were never leading at the same ball. You know, he took defenders away from H. And I think he was on Wilkie, wasn't he? Kerno? Yeah. Yeah. And then until Howard was subbed out. Yeah. And then he had Highmore. Yeah. And look, look, it's just, it causes another issue for opposition teams, which is why it's great for Mackay. Yeah. And Mackay's been the biggest issue for teams this year. So to get someone else who's going to, all of a sudden, you know, catch the attention of, you know, our opposition is just massive for us. Ewan Morton says, can we just talk about Jack? Is he, our, his, is he our ongoing second ruck and forward? He seems to have taken years, but this looks like the spot. And with his follow-up, it will be a great option. Our ruckman plus Jack going forward. He's just been one of those, you know, Savani's been one of those plays over the last five or six years where you just stick him in a spot where you need him. And I think that's what he's doing right now. Um, he's, he's, he's just been terrific. It's almost like a great combination of like, 
you know, battle hard and, you know, use the footy well for him. It's almost like a really good balance of like, you know, his attributes. He's just, I can't speak highly enough of his last three weeks. It's been terrific. Talbot Henry says, have O'Brien and Honey benefited from playing twos all year to gain skills and confidence and be more hungry when they finally get a game? Or is this a major match committee stuff up? Um, well, but O'Brien hasn't been knock, banging the door down in the twos all year. No, so I was I was going to answer this in half. I think half of... I think in, in the Honey case, he should have been in earlier. Yep, I agree with that. But in the O'Brien... I mean, let's be honest. Like, let's, you know, let's say it how it is. O'Brien still wasn't banging the door down. I think they gave him this game clearly to say, well, you know, as it stands... You know, you're really struggling. We're going to struggle to give you a contract next year. Prove us wrong. Well, I think I think the only... So, yeah, I don't think his form has been probably begging the question for him to play. I think the one main... I think the thing that really got under people's nerves throughout the entirety of this year is the fact that Petreski, Seedon, and Cottrell were coming in, out, in, out. Yeah. And O'Brien wasn't coming in at all. Yeah. Um. And, you know, in their form, those two, Petrovsky, Seedon, and Cottrell, their form's been pretty dire this year. So, I think that's where the frustrations come from. So, I'm not sure if match committee was wrong in the sense of not playing O'Brien. Um, but it's an opportunity which, I guess, he's taken and has to go on with now. Yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. Uh, there's a lot of questions about Alistair Clarkson. We'll probably skip a lot of them and, you know, we'll have a look. Um Lockie Walsh says, is Silvani a lock for the best clubman at the end of the year? Well, it's hard to know. Um, but I think he's about to hit our top 10 in the best and fairest. So he's had a great end to the season, given he only played three games last year. Mm. Charles Kemp says, does O'Brien get a spell next year? And Luke Buzzer says, if you were O'Brien and you had offers from other clubs, would you stay? Yeah. I yeah. think if there's a club there... If there's a club out there that is prepared to offer him two or more years, he'd be stupid not to go. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. You know, I think you'd just be stupid not to go. Um, Yeah, I I still think he will get a contract for next year. I just think, you know, they'll look at him and go, he's a top 10 pick. It's, you know, coming into this year, this year wasn't the one last chance for him. It wasn't. It was, we weren't coming into this year and saying, this is one last last chance for O'Brien. But off the back of one game in 2020. But I think next year we'd be going into it saying, this is one last chance. Yeah. I mean, we you know, you should, if you're carrying players into a one last chance year, it's not, it's not great. No. But sometimes it's the case, you know, if you've got a guy you invested a lot into and they haven't performed, and we did, we invested a top 10 pick into him. Yep. He hasn't performed, so he does almost get that one last chance but uh no it'll be interesting definitely to see what happens there and i think the next month will tell us you know all we need to uh all we need to know um navy bluebaggers says jesus when we're on we look absolutely unstoppable why can't we do this more consistently there was another question that came through about consistency jim fiddler says why the inconsistency i know charlie and harry straighten us up but our team is a week by week proposition who is going to turn up next week? Yeah. It's fair enough, I guess. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely fair enough. 
Um, all right, let's have a look at some other questions in here. Um, John Gauchi says, if we if players brought that intensity every week, we wouldn't be talking about Teague's future. He can't do it for them. Also, I think he's been harshly judged as take three forwards out of any team and they'd struggle too. Oh, look, as in, I don't think the Teague pressure has come off the back of last week specifically. You know, because... Well, last week was almost what tipped it over the edge. Oh, for sure. And yeah, any team would struggle with that. And that's why we did struggle. But, you know, I think, you know, Teague's been under the pump for a while now um, because the performances and the coaching standards, you know, over the course of the season is an entire over the course of a season in its entirety, haven't been anywhere near the level it needs to be. And which is why, you know, he's under the pump. But yeah, you know, and we spoke about the players last week. It was soft. It was, you know, pathetic last week. You know, there was no desire and that desire and hunger was back around the ball. You know, we bossed the footy. You know, the game was clearly on our terms, which was great. Uh, Just going back on to the talk about consistency, Scooter says, what's the reason for our inconsistency week to week? I'm convinced Carlton has mental demons uh, it needs to get rid of. I think our recent lean years have made them doubt for themselves when challenged and compromises their headspace during games. They need to believe in themselves more. I think it's, you know, a good example of this, I think, is Paddy Dow. I think he's playing with a bit of confidence now, whereas, you know, in the early weeks of this year, he just was playing with no confidence. He'd get the ball and you know, shit himself, to be honest. Yeah. But now he's got confidence, you know, he's taking some steps out of packs and, you know, confidence is massive. It's all above the shoulders, as so many people say. Uh, Josh Waldron, now this is one for you, Bolt. He says, how old is Sam Walsh going to be when he collects his third Brownlow? (laughs) How old is he now? 21? 21. So 24. Okay, so do a hat trick? (laughs) Yeah. Yep, we love that. Uh, Jeff O'Day says a good win on the back of a lot of energy question we have shown when we bring that energy we are competitive against most of the non-top four sides does that energy stem from external stimulus for example a horrible loss the week before Clarko is now available etc is that sustainable well it's obviously not and that's the annoying thing that you need to have a loss like that to almost give them a kick up the ass yeah that's the annoying thing that they just can't do it you know week to week um Shane McGowan says, why didn't we play a kid or Charlie at full forward last week? Well, I guess Charlie wasn't ready. No, they weren't going to bring Charlie in. Well, there's no one on our list available. Honey wasn't available last week, was he? He had a knock or... I think so, yeah. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I know. It was frustrating. Um, Tracy Reid, she said, I've said it a bunch of times. Don't give up on the young kids. They just need time. Development isn't linear, but this club is given a chance after chance to other players. If you ask both why has O'Brien been treated so harshly, uh, match committee are a bunch of hacks. Um, yeah, well, you know, give him a bit of time. And just <laughs> Oh, no, that's that's great stuff. Um, Gadjo says, has Dow done enough to lock him in that reliable midfield group? We've been searching for three to four players after Walsh and Cripps. Is he now number three? Well, actually, this, I'd like to thank you for the question, uh, Gadjo. I'd like to uh, ask you, Bolt, yeah. take Walsh as our number one ranked midfielder and Cripps as number two. I'm assuming that's the order. Yeah. Uh, I want you to rank three, four, five, six in order. Um. Okay. You go first. We'll go. You go, and then I'll go. 
I'm going to say Kennedy three. Yep, I've got him. Dow four. I've got that as well. Ed Kerno five. Yep. Or possibly Ed Kerno six. And what, Silvani five? As the Ruck is, Rover. Is Silvani your, in your top six? Oh, I wasn't going to have him as like an on-baller. Because he's, mm. he's our brutal Ruckman. Yeah. Um, oh, another midfielder. Who are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, you look at what Doherty was doing on the Doherty, wing. Doherty, yeah. I think Doherty on the wing is probably ahead of Kerno. If yeah, you're including in like him as... stoppage players. Well, if we're just talking about, you know, inside midfielders... CBAs. Then, yeah, it's probably Silvani. I mean... Well, who would be number... Well, this is the whole issue. Who would be number no, six? It's, it's, I don't really have a six, actually. It's a, still a very skinny midfield group. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting more out of the ones in there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next one. Tommy Has says, St Kilda were woeful, but were we on from the first... Sorry, but we were on from the first bounce. Surely the tackling pressure seen last night from the likes of Martin, Silvani, Kennedy and co sets the minimum standard applied to opposition from here on. You know, 100%. Isn't that's the standard that needs to be mm-hmm. held to? What did you think of Jack Martin last night? Meh. Yeah, I agree. Just didn't do a heap. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Martin. I think he's, you know, extremely talented. He came to the football club last year in a COVID year, uh, new environment, um, and was bloody awesome, let's be honest. I mean, had he not been injured and missed a couple games... How many did he miss, by the way, last year, Martin? I reckon he missed a handful at least. Yeah, he would have. I'll tell you in a sec. Um, So, you know, he's missed some games last year. I think he was absolutely in our top five players. Gee, I've lost my voice from last night. He missed two last year. He missed two, okay. So it's only a few, but I think he was in our top five players last year. Um, You know, he's had an off year, but the thing is, he didn't play round one with an injury. Round two, he comes in and was brilliant. He kicked four, I think, against Collingwood. Uh, three, maybe, yeah. So he was really good. And then he gets injured in the last 30 seconds and misses, you know, half the season. He comes back into the side and he's struggled, but it's evident he's not 100%. You know, he's got the strapping on. He doesn't move as well as we saw him move last year. He's not as clean. You know, those are the types of things that injury affected. You know, it's not like For sure. if he was getting a lot of the ball, if he was doing the same sorts of things as he was last year, but he was just using it badly, you know, it was inaccurate in front of goal, then I'd be worried. He was almost that really good second midfield rotation last year, Martin. Yes, he was so, so good on the ball. Exactly. So that's the thing. I just think we need to settle on him a bit. I think I'm not worried, you know, providing he has an injury-free pre-season and an, inju- and an injury-free season next year, I think he'll just go back to the really good footy we saw from him last year. You know, I'm not worried when it comes to Jack Martin because he's one of those guys who just oozes class and oozes talent. So, I mean, it's fair because he hasn't been great. He hasn't been good. But, you know, uh, probably one of those who actually does deserve a bit of slack because of the injury. Um, Chris Yates says, One bit of chat we hear is how Walshy will be the captain one day. However, I think he should just be left to his game and... Sorry, I think he should just be left to his game and the best future captain would be Jack. He is now the heart and soul of this team. He bleeds navy blue. I'm not in a hurry, though, for Cripper to move on. Thoughts? I'm not in a hurry for Cripps to move on either. I don't think Cripps Leads will... Leads by example still. He's playing good footy. There's no read. Cripps is 26. It's yeah. Six-year deals. Cripps will be there for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
when Cripps turns 40 and he retires, give the captaincy to Honey and good to go. <laughs> Pete Rogers says, what does that game say about our match committee, specifically when it comes to O'Brien and Honey? Um, and let's go quickly read this one out from Damian Birmingham. He says, some selection integrity about effing time, O'Brien, with yeah. great delivery into the 50. Match be- committee's copying it a bit here. A better option than Cottrell. Honey was outstanding with his pressure and football nous. Great pressure across the whole team. That is now the baseline. And uh, I have to agree. Yeah. Absolutely have to agree. I think that... Uh, well, we've, yeah, been, I mean, we've but- been asking for. We've been asking for a bit of, you know... Yeah. You know, change, you know, it was just a selection merry-go-round. And that's why we were so stale in the middle of the season. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we've touched on everyone. Someone we haven't touched on is Stocker. Probably the only player from last night we haven't touched yeah. on. Oh, I'm a Stocker fan. So. Oh, no, we love Stocker. We do love him. And Plowman, well, we haven't really touched on them because they just did He's, their job. Yeah, I still find Plowman a bit of a nuisance. Well, I think, you know, you look at Plowman, Stocker, Williamson, the small defenders last night, and not one St. Kilda forward, other no. than King Early, was an issue. No, I agree with that. So they've all done their job. Um, Ed Kern, I think he was tidier last night. No, I thought he was. I thought he was much better last night. He had a good second quarter. Yeah, played a really good game. Okay, so there's, we've touched on everyone bar two players. First one, well, obviously De Koning we touched on, but yep. the first one is Jones. Yeah, he just does what he needs to do. Does Jonesy. what he needs to do. You know that you know it's pretty goes without saying what he needs to do for probably us. Probably does have, it. Probably should have got a mention earlier. Yep, now he was good again. But once again, he was good. And the other one was Saad. Now, I sort of said this to you after the game last night, but I actually thought that was probably one of his worst games for the year. Oh, I thought it was fine. No, well, he was still... Well, hang on. Saad's been in the top three for us this year, I think. Yeah. Probably top four, five, at least. And if that's, you know, one of his worst games this year, then he's going pretty well. Yeah. Um, He still had 17 at 90%. I just think, you know, I just think Saad... I think we can use him more than what we did last night. But you know what? If that's if we're complaining about side <laughs> yeah, last night, exactly. you've had a pretty good night. Least of our worries. Least of our worries. Bolt, that is all. Very that good. That is all we Big have. Big win. We needed that. We did need that. But the Suns next week. Oh, we would have been eighth right now if we would have been in North last week, which mm. is a bit frustrating to think about. But we'll see how it pans out. Got the Suns next week. Won't it's be able to go to, to that, will we? Uh, it's meant to be at Marvel. On Saturday. Um, oh, hopefully we get two on the trot. We'll see what happens. That'll be nice. Bolt, thank you for coming on once again, as we do every week. Bluebaggers, thank you for tuning in. If you've gotten to the end of this one, we appreciate it. And Bolt, will be back next week. Uh, we will have a special guest next week on the show, so be sure to tune in. And if you've missed any editions of the show from the year so far, go back and have a listen. We analyze every game every week, in-depth analysis, player reviews we review the Carlton Reserves who actually bolt just before we end the show very quickly uh the Carlton Reserves have just finished I do believe um gee where did their score go there we are we had it up on the TV before but the monitor switched off but they ended up getting the W 109 to 60 over uh Sandringham Beautiful. so it was a it was a good result Mitch McGovern played which was good to see um, and if you look at the quick stats, which they haven't put up yet, so <laughs> you'll have to find that Good on the socials during then. the week. But uh, yeah, Fogarty and Petrovsky Seedon had 19 up to three-quarter time. Cottrell, 14. Yep. Uh, McGovern had kicked two, Petrovsky Seedon had kicked one. So uh, 
Well, I don't, I don't think we can talk about team changes yet because we just don't know the state of, you know, our injured players. But it's probably looking like McGovern for... De Koning. De Koning, yeah. It's hard to see any other changes. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. <clears throat> Gee, I've lost my voice, Bolt. Thank you. We'll no be worries. back to do we'll it all back. again next week. And uh, Blue Baggers, let everyone know about it. Big win. <laughs> Just just be annoying. Be, be annoying to your St Kilda mates. Get stuck into him. Just let him know. Will you be? Oh, we've got two in particular that I definitely will be. <laughs> They'll know about it tonight, don't I you d- worry. I, d- I don't doubt that for some reason. <laughs> Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. We'll be back to do it all again next week. Thank you. Against the famous old-